Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Good morning. Wake up! The Morning Line. Line up! All right, here we go on a Monday. It is now January the 13th, 2020. Welcome into the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe and Aaron. It is the morning line, and we'll do our best here over the next uh, 58 and a half minutes or so to try and get you caught up with everything that happened over the weekend in the world of sports. And yeah, it was, as many of you might expect, absolutely uh, crazy. As the NFL playoffs continued to roll to a championship, and that'll be in just a couple of weeks in Miami. The question is, who is going to be on their way to Miami to play for that uh, that Super Bowl title? Well, we're down to four teams. That much we know. We've got two more games on Sunday coming up, and then we'll have a week off. And then that's it. The big game is coming your way right at uh, just three weeks away. It's hard to believe three weeks away from crowning a Super Bowl champion. And the four teams that remain, just like we told you, three favorites and one outright crazy underdog winning a game here this weekend, pushing forward, giving giving us uh, a dog here, giving us a number six seed, guys, that uh, that is actually going to be heading into the conference championship game. The Tennessee Titans did the unthinkable on Saturday night and upended the heavily favored Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore for a unprecedented, what, second road win now? They go into Foxborough, and they cut the head off the dragon there. And then they go to Baltimore to take on 
a team that only rattled off 12 straight wins, who many people were dumping money into as a Super Bowl future champion there in the Ravens. There was no way the Tennessee Titans behind Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. There's just no way they were going to be able to repeat that same performance against that machine that is the Baltimore Ravens, that uh, Lamar Jackson, the MVP, and Ingram, and oh, no, there is no way they would be able to do it. Well, it's kind of why they play the games, and uh, when it was all said and done, it was a beatdown of epic proportions here, guys, as the Tennessee Titans have advanced after taking down Lamar Jackson and what many people thought was the easy AFC champion heading and representing in the Super Bowl, but that wasn't to be. Uh, 23 to 12 is what that final was as Tennessee did everything right again. All three phases of the game, they delivered on Saturday night. And while it was interesting to say the least, what the criticism was after that game regarding Lamar Jackson. Uh, but it was a brutal 28 to 12 loss for a lot of people holding any sort of future ticket, any sort of uh, parlay ticket, any sort of teaser ticket, uh, weekend, any sort of combination ticket. I know a lot of folks had Baltimore in there, thus making one very intrude. Well, I mean, let's face it here. The, who do you think made the most money over the weekend? The answer is the sports books, uh, who absolutely cleaned house once. One of the most proud, the most actually uh, being reported, the single most profitable day for sports books was Saturday once the Tennessee Titans ended up taking down the. Baltimore Ravens at that kind of price at plus 375, not to mention they were getting 10 points and not only did they cover, but to win outright, we're talking an awful lot of money was placed on Baltimore in that game. Now, earlier in the day on Saturday, you had the San Francisco 49ers manhandle the Minnesota Vikings. So the Minnesota Vikings, of course, were only a touchdown dog. But they weren't able to get anything going. It was a close game at the half. And then eventually the 49ers just ran all over the Minnesota Vikings. Nothing they could do. Couldn't generate any offense. So San Francisco, the favorite, covers and moves on. So from Saturday, where we saw one, uh, where we, uh, we watched one underdog win outright and one favorite win, it was anybody's guess what was going to happen yesterday in those games. and. It started with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans and the Texans, another one of these situations, just like the night before, where we've got a 10-point road team underdog going into Arrowhead. And many people just thought, listen, Kansas City, same type of thing where a lot of tickets, a lot of parlays, a lot of teasers, lot riding on the Kansas City Chiefs winning that game in Arrowhead. They were minus 440 on the money line. Uh, were they going to be a victim? Were they going to be upended by Houston? Were people or were the books going to clear house again to start off Sunday? And the answer was, I can tell you this. It wasn't good. At least to start. We'll try to get it up top. They'll go deep, wide open, and Stills 
and no one near him for a Houston touchdown on the opening drive. Yeah, didn't take long. Uh, in fact, uh, Deshaun Watson and company uh, promptly went uh, went the distance there, scored on a 54-yard touchdown pass to Kenny Stills there, went up 7 nothing, and then, then it really... The chief offense, three and out. Holquin is blocked, and it's picked up by the Texans to run it in for the touchdown. Yeah, that's uh, that's so. Th- so if you're keeping score at home now, in a matter of uh, two and a half, uh, three minutes of the first quarter, the Kansas City Chiefs were down 14 to nothing on a blocked punt, and that defense didn't stop anybody on the first drive. And then it kind of snowballed, kind of snowballed beyond that. They added one more touchdown on a Tyree kill muffed punt, and now. We're looking at 21 to nothing in favor of the Tennessee Titans heading into the second quarter. One of the most unbelievable starts you will ever see in a football game, in a playoff football game, one in which that was just the beginning. It got crazier and crazier and crazier and how we weren't even in the second quarter yet. We'll let you hear what happened after that, plus a look at last night's battle between Green Bay and Seattle. Talk about that next. Get you caught up. Come back and join us here on The Grid Sports Group. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pot? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Pop. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball. 
But he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. Yeah, well done, uh, Bavona. A big R.I.P. to uh, one of the greatest rock drummers ever, Neil Peart of Rush, uh, passed away. Uh, news came out, uh, I think, late Friday on that. Uh, did not realize he was uh, suffering from uh, brain cancer. He had, uh, I believe, a tumor, brain tumor, uh, cancer. It just uh, didn't realize he was in that bad of shape. And unfortunately, the uh, the music world lost one of the uh, truly great and one of just absolute icon uh, drummers in the rock genre there with Neil Peart uh, passing away. And it was um, it was crazy all weekend long. If you turned on the radio, any sort of rock station in your area, I'm sure had some sort of uh, rush montage going on all day to pay tribute to him. Just unbelievable career, unbelievable music there from uh, one of the truly greats, one of the most innovative uh, three-man rock bands you will ever see, guys. I think them and the police... Uh, as far as three-man bands go, just, uh, yeah, good luck. Uh, that was uh, pretty special stuff. So he will live on through the music, just like uh, just like he did there with Bavona. So uh, rest in peace to one of the truly greatest there, Neil Pert uh, of Rush. And uh, rest in peace to the Texan season, who got, uh, I, listen, yesterday was without a doubt one of the most exhausting days as a sports investor. If you had money tied up in uh, either the Kansas City game, and let's face it, of course you did, uh, or even last night's game, in fact, between the uh, between the Green Bay Packers and the Seattle Seahawks. And what I say is exhausting because the roller coaster of emotions yesterday were a great example of why I know a lot of guys who who bet a lot of money and do not watch the games. Do not watch the games. They don't care to watch them. They make the bet, and then they just check the account afterwards to see if they want. They want absolutely nothing to do with the sweating 
or the drama that you got yesterday, case in point, with the Kansas City, to start with the Kansas City game and the Houston Texans game. Now, we played for you, uh, last segment, we played for you the opening uh, two scoring drives there. Well, one was a scoring drive. Texas takes the ball and immediately runs right down the field. Deshaun Watson, a perfect four for four, hits Kenny Stills, 59-yard touchdown, and boom, just like that, the Texans strike first, 7 nothing. The vaunted Kansas City de- uh, offense comes out on the field. They proceed to go three and out, and then they get their pl- uh, their uh, punt blocked, and then boom, that's a touchdown now. It's 14-0. They uh, then get the ball back, get a couple of first downs, and have to punt it away. And then, of course, uh, the Texans, um, they go ahead. Uh, they only run four or five plays, I think, and then they've got a punt, but only their punt is dropped by Tyreek Hill. He fumbles it, and wouldn't you know it, the Houston Texans recover. Three plays later, they put it in the end zone. It is now 21 to nothing. We're not out of the first quarter yet. 21 nothing. So it starts to just um, Kansas City Chiefs backers, their heads are exploding right now at this particular point because it just doesn't look like Anything is going their way. Like, if it could go wrong, it did go wrong. In fact, there was only one other team this year that found themselves down 21 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. That team was the Miami Dolphins in the first game of the year against the Baltimore Ravens. So you have to ask yourself, 21 nothing, right? And eventually the second quarter came out and uh, they tacked on a field goal there, that being the um, the Texans. They made it to 24 points. And then, of course, that's when Patrick Mahomes and company decided that, yeah, now might be a really good time to score a touchdown. Yep, Damian Williams is what started it. Um, and then from that particular time, the minute they scored that first touchdown in the second quarter, and, and remember, Houston has a 21 to nothing lead, guys, through the first 15 minutes. 21 nothing. They then went up 24 to nothing before that touchdown there to Damian Williams. Now it's 24 to 7. And we are about, oh, I don't know, about maybe 10 minutes left in the nine, 10 minutes left in the second uh, quarter. So, all right, we've got signs of life for Kansas City. So what happens next? Well, what happens next is the Kansas City defense um, manages. Well, what happened next was Bill O'Brien. And we all said it throughout the week. At some point. You can't trust Bill O'Brien to make the right decisions. At some point, Bill O'Brien is going to do something stupid in order to just go ahead and uh, and pretty much want to gift the game away. Now, unfortunately, Buffalo wasn't able to capitalize on his stupidity in the first playoff game in a wild card round, so they were lucky enough to advance. He stakes his team to a 24 to nothing lead before Kansas City finally gets on the board with that uh, with that touchdown. So now you've got a situation where, okay, Bill O'Brien then decides that instead of going for, I don't know, a, a failed uh, fourth and four 
fake punt in his own territory. Yes, fourth and four, midfield, fake punt. He fake punts it now, 24 to seven. And of course, I'll give you an answer. Um, It did not work. But then you handed the ball back to Patrick Mahomes and company right around midfield, and this worked. Houston's worst in the league on stopping third down. It's third and goal. Mahomes to Kelsey, and another touchdown for Kansas City. Yeah, big shout-out, by the way. Uh, credit Daniel Sorensen, uh, defensive uh, uh, linebacker, a defensive back there for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, who actually stopped them on that uh that fake punt because uh if he misses that tackle the that guy's still running in fact to the end zone so it was a great open field tackle but you basically gave them the short field and Mahomes took the team down and scores a touchdown now we're 24 to 14 here guys and then of course uh the onslaught just continued and it continued to the point where i believe There was seven straight touchdown uh, drives in that game uh, for them. They, they They scored so many points, the Kansas City Chiefs, scored so many points from that point on that they ran out of fireworks at the end of the game at uh, Arrowhead Stadium. That is correct. Uh, They actually ran out of fireworks on their way to a 51 to 31, 82 points, guys, 82. Now, we knew this was going to be the... Uh, uh, chances are this was the highest spread total wise anyway of the weekend at 50 and a half. Well, it was 51. It actually came down to 50 and a half. And yeah, they outdid that. So apparently the uh, the fine folks at Arrowhead there didn't buy enough fireworks. They weren't expecting uh, 51 points alone from Kansas City. Kansas City themselves scored enough points to hit the over. Yeah, I I kid you not. That is exactly um, what was going on. And then, of course, the second half comes out and Mahomes just continued to move the ball up and down the field. They racked up when it was all said and done, guys. Remember, 24 to nothing at this point in the second quarter. From that point on, Kansas City went and racked up 41 unanswered points in less than two quarters. Between the second and third quarter, they racked up 41 unanswered points. They had absolutely nothing. Nothing was stopping them. That Houston defense, which we knew, and we told you guys that the secondary was the biggest leak. That Buffalo, unfortunately, didn't have the weapons or the personnel to take advantage of Kansas City's uh, Houston secondary. But make no mistake, they were going to have no problem doing it in Kansas City. Houston, all year long, had scored a total of 42 first quarter points. 42 first quarter points. They scored 21 in that game yesterday. Everything else happened exactly the way it was supposed to happen on the way to a 51-31 win. But boy, oh boy, the drama and the heart, unbelievable. Take a look at that Seattle game next on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the Deflategate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call him Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big copy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome into the grid. Time to get that edge here, sportsgrid.com. Uh, be a great opportunity for you to head over to YouTube and find us there on YouTube. In fact, at the Sports Grid Network. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. Hit that little bell in the upper right-hand corner and never, ever, ever miss any shows because you get all the fantasy and sports wagering advice all the time that you need, not to mention you're on Instagram. Head over and tell us there at Sports Grid TV. 
And if you're thinking about uh, possibly becoming the next daily fantasy legend, certainly from a golf perspective, as the Sony Open came to a close yesterday, uh, then you may want to go for the green with DailyRoto.com and do it because for a free limited time, you can get access. Actually, for a limited time, you can get free access, rather, to Daily Roto's PGA DFS products, which include fantasy projections powered by Data Golf, PGA betting tools, and, of course, the DailyRoto.com Fantasy Golf Optimizer. So the bottom line is do not lay up here. Go for the green. Do it with Daily Roto. Head over to DailyRoto.com. Enter that promo code GREEN. Get access for a free seven-day golf membership right now. That's DailyRoto.com. The promo code GREEN will start your free seven-day trial. And remember, DailyRoto.com is where millionaires are made. So yesterday, of course, uh, talk about uh, their the reason never to watch a game and sweat it out. Uh, yep, that was the Kansas City-Houston game where for 15 minutes or so, the Kansas City Chief backers, Kansas City Chiefs fans just sat there stunned. No idea what just happened as they found themselves down 24 to nothing. And then the onslaught continued as... Let's face it, the uh, Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien himself and the Houston Texans and the tide began to turn the minute a uh, fake punt, a failed fourth down. Uh, there were a couple of very head scratching moves by Bill O'Brien once again, which opened the door for Patrick Mahomes and company to get on track and credit Andy Reid. Uh, for doing exactly what Andy Reid has done for most of his career, which is find the weakness and exploit it. Correct what is going on and exploit the other team's weakness. And that is exactly what they did. And Andy Reid even talked about it uh, after the game, about what it was like on the sidelines, the mentality of his team after 15 minutes being down 24 to nothing. And here's what he said. It's that simple, really. I mean, you're in that situation. You've only got a few quarters uh, to play this game, so you got to get it done and uh, no need to panic, right? That's not going to help it at all. So you just try to fix the problem, and that's kind of what we did. Yeah, that's Andy's experience speaking right there because uh, he never panicked. The team never panicked, and uh, their leader, Patrick Mahomes, never felt like they were out of it. We knew that we were still still just kind of beating ourselves and that we needed to go out there and just execute at a higher level as a team. And we knew it was going to be a great challenge with that team that we were playing, but we just went out there and just play by play, just did what we were supposed to do, not try to do too much, and, and we kind of chipped into that lead. I just will never get over that voice. You know, you look at him and then you hear that voice and you're like, Ooh, was that a voiceover? Like, what is, what is that? Um, but that is Patrick Mahomes who uh, turned a 24-point lead of the Houston Texans uh, into a, yeah, thanks for thanks for stopping by, 41 points unanswered, followed that. And like I told you, just uh, you know it's bad when they run out of fireworks at the stadium uh, that they can't even celebrate after the win because they used all the fireworks after you scored 51 points on the Houston Texans who were just abysmal. I mean, just abysmal. It's it was absolutely crazy. And who I think it was Romo did the broadcast. Him and Nance were doing that broadcast yesterday. And one of the uh, one of the things that Romo said was like, this isn't basketball, but it's certainly starting to look like basketball now where it's just layup after layup. Uh, The high scoring Kansas City 
Chiefs offense was on full display, fully healthy. Sammy Watkins, Tyreek, they were all there, all ready to go. And Travis Kelsey battling a hamstring injury at one point in the game. Didn't even start the second half, but he eventually came back into that game. He had three touchdowns. Damian Williams had three touchdowns. In fact, it is the first time since I believe the Jerry Rice days. Jerry Rice, Roger Craig we might have to go back to. Uh, was the last time in a playoff spot, and I think that was the Super Bowl, in fact, where two teammates on the same team had three touchdowns apiece. So that was the kind of beatdown that it was. I give Deshaun Watson credit, and even still, in that game, guys, in the fourth quarter, which seemed like it took forever, but in the fourth quarter there, Deshaun Watson had brought the team, even in the final two minutes here, they were on. It was They had first and goal. Now, if they score a touchdown, they were down. They lost by 20. But if they score a touchdown, that would have brought into play anybody who had uh, teaser tickets that might have taken, uh, let's say, six or seven, uh, for instance, a six or seven point teaser that would have had the Texans uh, getting 16 or 17 points since the spread was 10. That brought into play, uh, you know, a lot more money for people. Certainly, uh, that would have been a lot more winnings for those that back the dog here in the Texans in some angle. But a couple of times in the fourth quarter, they kept driving and then just stalled and gave the ball back on fourth down. It was just, it was a comedy of errors, although Deshaun Watson did the best he could with what limited he had. And I know DeAndre Hopkins was battling through injuries throughout that game, but it's just, it was night and day. The biggest problem for the Houston Texans was that secondary. It was always going to be the biggest problem. It wasn't Deshaun Watson. Uh, when you have a 24 to nothing lead going into uh, the second quarter there, and you get outscored by 41 to nothing there for two quarters, you, you, they got to reevaluate in Houston exactly what they are doing because that's not going to get it done in the AFC. Because I don't know if you noticed this, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. They're not going anywhere, guys. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. So you've got to be able to do something and have some answer. If you're not going to match them point for point, you've got to be able to find something defensively to be able to get it done. But I'm sure Coach Bill O'Brien will confer with General Manager Bill O'Brien on this year's draft and the offset. I'm sure they'll, uh, the Bill O'Brien, yeah, they'll figure it out. So the other game last night, was Green Bay and Seattle for the NFC. Now, we already knew, right? We knew that uh, the San Francisco 49ers would be advancing, number one seed, so they're just waiting to see. Do we take on the Seattle Seahawks for a third time or are the Green Bay Packers for a second time going to be coming out to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers? And this was another game, another one of those situations where watching it, if you were backing Seattle, in the first half was one of the most frustrating things in the world as they could do not, they could not stop. It appeared they could not stop. Um, certainly Devonte Adams, but Aaron Jones, uh, they couldn't get anything going offensively. They scored a measly three points in the first half there. That being uh, Russell Wilson and company, it, they just looked absolutely lost and green Bay to their credit, uh, could not be stopped, and they ended up scoring three touchdowns in the first half. It was 21-3 going into halftime, 
And then, of course, at that point, you're going those of uh, those that were backing Seattle, just like this game is a much like those that were backing Kansas City early on. It was just absolutely frustrating going. What in the world is going on? Well, Devontae Adams was going on early and often in this game. Rodgers backs up, throws Adams, touchdown, Green Bay. Yeah, and that was just uh, one of what was going to be, uh, well, and here's another one for you. Pass wide open, Adams makes the catch, makes a move, sprinting for the end zone. Yeah, it was that kind of night. Devontae Adams, eight catches, 160 yards, uh, and, of course, those two long uh, touchdowns there, one for 40 yards, one for 20 yards, and that really sealed it. But to Russell Wilson and the Seahawks' credit, The second half was a totally different animal because Russell Wilson came out and they really started taking it to the Green Bay Packers and they cut a 21 to three halftime deficit. And boy, oh boy, they they just kept scoring and, and driving. And Russell Wilson is a force, guys. We knew it. He took this team on his back in the second half and did everything possible to get this within the five points that it was 28, 23 last night. And they still had an opportunity to be able to get the job done. Um, and unfortunately it wasn't to be because when Aaron Rodgers got the ball back, he completed not one, but a two third and long opportunities to seal the game, including a bit of a controversial, uh, play there. This one to, um, uh, Jimmy Graham, which really was the third down and eight, which is the one that sealed the game. Uh, he had, uh, I believe it was Devonte Adams. It was the first third and eight. And there was two minutes and 19 seconds left. Seattle had all three of their timeouts and they had an opportunity. If they stop and they get the ball back and the way Russell Wilson was moving it in the second half, there was no doubt they were going to have an opportunity to win that game. And of course, He hits a 32-yard strike on third and eight, Aaron Rodgers. Beautiful pass, beautiful catch, first down. They still had the two-minute warning, a couple more timeouts. They got him to, I believe, third and eight again. And then Jimmy Graham came into play. Rodgers throws, passes, caught Jimmy Graham. First down. After review of the play, the ruling of the field stands his call. There was a question on whether or not he actually made the first down, and I can show you a lot of pictures, guys, when we come back that says he didn't, but they gave it to him anyway. Ball game over, 28-23. Green Bay heads to San Francisco for round two. We'll give you the latest lines on both of those games coming up this weekend next on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. 
Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big poppy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. was all said and done last night as the Green Bay Packers uh, took down the Seattle Seahawks 28 to 23. That means we've got our uh, division championships all set. Kansas City, Arrowhead taking on the Tennessee Titans and the 49ers in the NFC. 
are awaiting the Green Bay Packers once again. And early lines, guys, for the uh, Chiefs and 49ers, uh, no doubt, I'm sure, makes total sense to you that uh, they are both favorites uh, as the home teams. And the way they opened up, they opened up right around a touchdown for each, and they have since been bet up a little bit here. Uh, I'm seeing the Chiefs at seven and a half right now. They are a seven and a half point favorite over the Titans. The total looks to be hovering around 52. And I do think uh, that will continue to rise here before after that performance of 51 points up against Houston, although uh, Tennessee is not, that defense is not what Houston's is. And the 49ers are also, looks like, seven-and-a-half-point favorites over the Packers, but a lower total there of just 45. So it looks like uh, we're starting to see a little bit here. The Chiefs, like we said, opened up as low as uh, a seven-point favorite in some of the books. I've actually even, I've noticed that there were a couple of nine-and-a-halves to open up against the Titans, and those... Uh, those actually kind of got bet down rather quickly. So it does, it's kind of settled at that seven and a half mark right now. And the reason the total continues to climb, that opened up at 50 and a half in many places. And now I'm seeing pretty much 52 across the board in a lot of the books here stateside. So uh, I think it's probably going to continue to rise as the money and the limits continue to go throughout the week. But it seems it's going to be a touchdown at least a touchdown in both of these games, maybe even more as uh, as we see a repeat matchup of the Packers taking on the San Francisco 49ers. And as far as the Kansas City Chiefs go, Kansas City taking on uh, uh, hosting Andy Reid, taking on uh, Mike Vrabel. It is going to be a uh, a very interesting matchup here, I think. Kind of the NFL's final four. Just a crazy wild weekend of action. I think it's going to be even better next week uh, when we get to these games. And even though that Kansas City-Houston game was a blowout in the end, it was still just a absolute entertaining roller coaster of a ride. And what appeared to be a total blowout last night with Green Bay They did that all throughout the year, guys. They would play one half and look great, and then they wouldn't play in the second half. And that's exactly what we got again yesterday, although they had Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau make a couple of passes late to seal that game. And that was really the difference in there. Uh, Give credit to Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks, a completely banged up mash unit for actually making that a game. But now it's uh, it's move on. We've got six seeds. Tennessee, a number six seed, making it to the AFC Championship game. That is the first time we have seen a number six seed take down a number one seed since 2010. That's right, 2010. And uh, actually, the Jets and the Packers back in 2010 advanced to the championship games after taking down uh, the number one seed. So... Obviously, Tennessee is going to have a bit of a uh, their hands full trying to contain that offense. And Kansas City, listen, they're going to have a extremely hard time containing one Derrick Henry because if they don't, 
Yeah, we've already seen what he's done, not only on the road to Foxborough with uh, Tom Brady and company, but let's face it, guys, they're as they're as good as Kansas City has been this year offensively, and we know how how explosive they are. Uh, was anybody more explosive than Baltimore? Uh, and look at what they did there, managed just 12. That's right, count them, 12 points in that game. So it's going to be, I think, the, the AFC game is going to be a heck of a lot more interesting than what the NFC game is. I do not think that the – what we saw back in week 12 when San Francisco at home completely destroyed Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And I don't know if you guys caught that game. I remember that game. I remember vividly coming on here on this show afterwards, after that game on Monday and going, this this Packers team is, they're frauds. They, even if they get to, they're never going to be able to beat a team like San Francisco here. They're just, especially on the road, it's not going to happen. And sure enough, that was, that pass rush of San Francisco, that game completely annihilated Aaron Rodgers. He had absolutely Nowhere to go, couldn't throw the ball, had no time, was under duress the entire game. Um, This was, that first game was just absolutely crazy. I don't know if it's going to be any better, quite honestly, in this next game. So I do think the 49ers, a team that is certainly capable of running downhill with that rushing attack and not asking Jimmy G to do a whole heck of a lot here, um, it's... I would be very surprised, let's say this, if the Green Bay Packers saw any money. If this line moves back to Green Bay, I'd be shocked throughout the week. I do think this line will continue to move towards the 49ers as I do think the public will start to look at even at last night and realize the 49ers are the better team and they are the better team. They're a much better, well-rounded team. Not to mention Green Bay got really beat up there last night. I do not think that the money, until it gets to a point where the books are just, it's crazy, maybe gets to eight and a half or nine points, but I don't ever see this going back the other way. I do not. The buyback is going to happen if it gets out of control, but for the most part, this is 49ers all way, uh, all the whole way here. I just don't know how. Matt LaFleur and company and Aaron Rodgers are going to somehow remedy what ailed them there back in week 12 on the road in San Francisco, uh, especially with San Francisco's defense feeling much better, being healthier, getting some key pieces back on that defense. It's going to be very tough. Uh, And I do think the Chiefs Titans, I do think once again, there's going to be plenty of value on the Tennessee Titans because of that performance that we saw yesterday. I think early on this week, you're going to see a lot of public love towards Kansas City. They won big, the public, yesterday, backing the Kansas City Chiefs. They were absolutely the public favorites, as were the Green Bay Packers in that game yesterday, too. So the public's got a pocket full of cash now that they won from over the weekend. And I can tell you that 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 Chiefs game is certainly going to influence the direction that they go and I'd be careful though I'd be very very careful about it's already seven and a half this is going to be you're talking about a team that punched the Baltimore Ravens right in the face I mean punched them right in the face and ended up manhandling them and out 
physicaling them in that game. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Kansas City, we know they can score. We know that. But I also know that they got absolutely zero pressure on Patrick Mahomes all day. So I don't think that's going to happen again. I trust the Tennessee defense a lot more than I did the uh, Houston secondary. I certainly trust what Tennessee brings to the table. And Derrick Henry, guys, he is the great equalizer. He is the great equalizer. And the one thing that has caused Kansas City some problems here certainly has been in that running game. And if you have to overcommit, we still have not seen uh, the the wide receivers of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, we haven't seen them affect a game just yet, but that's the great thing about Derrick Henry, the ability of those big wide receivers to affect, you know, the Browns of the world being in there. Jonah Smith, we saw him make a couple of big grabs. The dangers of overcommitting to the run against this Tennessee Titans team. Ryan Tannehill can absolutely make them pay for it. And I can tell you this, I would love, it would, uh, it would give me no greater satisfaction than to see Ryan Tannehill show up here in Miami for a Super Bowl. I, I can't even begin to tell you how hilarious that would be that he'll end up making his way back to Miami in a Super Bowl in a Tennessee Titans uniform when he spent seven years here uh, under guys like Adam Gase and Sherman and everybody else, uh, just absolute disaster. But that would be uh, that would be very ironic, to say the least, if that were to happen. But they're going to have their hands full. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, what can you say? Um, also, I got to tell you, keep an eye on the injury of Chris Jones for the Kansas City Chiefs. He is that big... Uh, defensive tackle there right in the center of the line. He was a guy that was just uh, led the led the team in pressures and tackles. He was a beast. He is a guy they are going to need in order to be able to stop Derrick Henry. It is definitely something to monitor. That is an enormous spot for him. It's a calf injury, and he was – it happened Thursday, and they scratched him for that game yesterday. But as it turns out, they didn't need him because – uh, what little running they did, the Houston Texans, it turned into, yeah, they couldn't run the ball anyway. They were going to have to throw their way. So um, I would be very interested to see whether or not he is going to play in this game. But for the most part, guys, that's it. We've got uh, we've got four teams left. We got all week to break it down. Take a look. We also have tonight. Don't forget. It's hard to believe after that weekend we just came off of. We got a national championship game here tonight in uh, in Louisiana, kind of a home game. The LSU Tigers getting ready to take on a defending champs, Clemson. That's right, the Clemson Tigers. Dabo Sweeney, Ed Ogeron, Joe Burrow, Heisman winner going up against Trevor Lawrence, a guy that has only won, I don't know, 25 straight college games. Won the national championship last year. Could be the first round pick this year if he was eligible to uh, to leave school. Certainly going to be at the top of the draft board next year for quarterback hungry, hungry teams. Uh, you've got a Clemson program that's won 30 games in a row, guys. 30 games in a row. Just beat Ohio State, who pretty much trucked everybody that they met. And now the final test here. We finally get it. Clemson. 
taking on LSU. The line remains at five and a half. The total has come down from 69 and a half. I'm seeing a lot of 67, 67 and a halves. We got a lot more on this game coming up here uh, just after the top of the hour as we look to make it rain. But this could be this could be a more entertaining game. This could be the best game of the weekend. And that's saying a lot, given what we just witnessed there, certainly with the upset of the Tennessee Titans over the Baltimore Ravens. The San Francisco 49er game, of course, was that was a beatdown, at least in the second half. Uh, and then yesterday, those roller coaster rides, but really the games got so out of hand so quickly, it was uh, it was kind of hard to say. Well, it was uh, it was going to be it was close. It, uh, it really wasn't close. Neither of those two games were really close, outside of the fact that uh, Seattle did a great job with Russell Wilson coming back. Beast mode also scoring touchdowns. Uh, kudos to him and the effort that he put forward. Uh, Seattle is in good shape moving forward. Uh, As long as you have Russell Wilson at quarterback, that team balled out and showed a lot of heart with all the injuries they had. They'll be back again next year, that's for sure. National championship game. Five and a half the line, guys. We'll dive into this game coming up, and then we'll review it here tomorrow morning on the morning line. So good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Morning line next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the Deflategate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top it Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I overslept. Look, I need your help. Here's what you missed on the morning line. Go! But then you handed the ball back to Patrick Mahomes and company right around midfield, and this worked. Houston's worst in the league on stopping third down. It's third and goal. Mahomes to Kelsey, and another touchdown for Kansas City. Yeah, big shout-out, by the way. Uh, credit Daniel Sorensen, uh, defensive uh, uh, linebacker, uh, defensive back there for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, who actually stopped them on that uh, that fake punt because uh, if he misses that tackle, the, that guy's still running, in fact, to the end zone. So it was a great open field tackle, but you basically gave them the short field and Mahomes took the team down and scores a touchdown. Now we're 24 to 14 here, guys. And then, of course, uh, the onslaught just continued. And it continued to the point where I believe there was seven straight touchdown uh, drives in that game uh, for them. They they can they scored so many points. The Kansas City Chiefs scored so many points from that point on that they ran out of fireworks at the end of the game at uh, Arrowhead Stadium. That is correct. Uh, they actually ran out of fireworks on their way to a 51 to 31, 82 points, guys, 82. Now we knew this was going to be the. Uh, uh, chances are this was the highest spread total wise anyway of the weekend at 50 and a half. Well, it was 51. It actually came down to 50 and a half. And yeah, they outdid that. So apparently the uh, the fine folks at Arrowhead there didn't buy enough fireworks. They weren't expecting uh, 51 points alone from Kansas City. Kansas City themselves scored enough points to hit the over. Yeah, I, I kid you not. That is exactly um, what was going on. And then, of course, the second half comes out. And Mahomes just continued to move the ball up and down the field. They racked up when it was all said and done, guys. Remember, 24 to nothing at this point in the second quarter. From that point on, Kansas City went and racked up 41 unanswered points in less than two quarters. Between the second and third quarter, they racked up 41 unanswered points. They had absolutely nothing. Nothing was stopping them. That Houston defense, which we knew. And we told you guys that the secondary was the biggest leak, that Buffalo, unfortunately, didn't have the weapons or the personnel to take advantage of Kansas City's uh, Houston secondary. But make no mistake, they were going to have no problem doing it in Kansas City. Houston, all year long, had scored a total of 42 first quarter points, 42 first quarter points. They scored 21 in that game yesterday. 
everything else happened exactly the way it was supposed to happen on the way to a 51-31 win. But boy, oh boy, the drama and the heart, unbelievable. Sports Grid. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.